Join me this morning in opening the Word of God to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. The Lord Jesus Christ was given the Holy Spirit without measure. According to John chapter 3 and verse 34, when we read about that giving of the Holy Spirit in Hebrews chapter 1, which is a quotation from Psalm 45, it is called the oil of gladness. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And the God of hope is able to fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So let's be a joyful congregation this morning. If you've come disturbed, distracted, unhappy, depressed, discouraged, you're wrong. Because we have too much to be thankful for and to give thanks for and to rejoice in. Heavenly Father, for any that have come this morning and are not full of thanksgiving and praise, they do not have the oil of gladness free in their soul and in their mind. Forgive them and bless them by the power of your Spirit to rejoice in God their Savior. Help me to help them by your grace. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Let's be glad today. Let me try to make you glad with Isaiah chapter 11. I want to start in the middle of it at verse 10. Isaiah eleven ten, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Again, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people, to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. In what day? The day of the gospel that you are enjoying right now. How do we know that? Because this verse was quoted by our beloved brother Paul in Romans chapter 15 and verse 12 as being fulfilled by the conversion of us Gentiles. So this verse, when it says, in that day, we don't have to wonder what day or prophetic time period it's talking about because we have the benefit of the spectacles of the New Testament to tell us That it's the gospel era, it's the gospel dispensation, it's the time of the New Testament, it's the 2,000 years after Jesus Christ in which we are participating right now. And it shall come to pass, in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. Let's read about that root of Jesse by letting me read the first five verses of this chapter to you. Isaiah 11, verse 1, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord." And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, 
neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. This is the Lord Jesus Christ, the branch, the root, the stem coming out of David. This is the ensign of the people. This is the one to whom the Gentiles sought. Gentiles didn't convert wholesale to Israel in the days of David, but in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ and under the ministry of the Apostle Paul, they did. That's why we're here today. We're the effect of that change that took place. And so we know who the ensign is. We know who the root of David is by just looking at our context. And the people in verse 10 and the, are the Gentiles. And we can read it again in verse 12. And he, that is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ under the direction of God his Father, he shall set up an ensign for the nations, plural, meaning us Gentiles, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel. Ah, so it's going to be a multiracial, multicultural, multinational conglomeration of the Gentiles and the Jews being recovered by the Lord Jesus Christ together into one great family of God. And that's what we have laid out to us here in Isaiah chapter 11. Now, hopefully, you read last evening, if you care about the things of God, 2 Kings chapter 17 about the origin of the Samaritans. And you had a great immigration and emigration policy practiced by the kings of Assyria. Do you remember? Kings of Assyria. The Assyrians did not like the Jews. No one liked the Jews because they were a rebellious people to keep under control. And so they depopulated Israel by taking them captive into other nations and bringing the people of those nations and putting them where the Israelites had been. And Assyria was the nation that did this. Verse 11. Now, I, we, we were just at 12, which said that the Lord Jesus Christ shall set up an ensign for the nations, that's us, the Gentiles, and shall assemble the, the what? The outcasts of Israel, those that had been cast out, and gathered together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So let's go back and read 11 now. It shall come to pass in that day, the day of the gospel, the day of Pentecost, the day of the New Testament, that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria. From Assyria is at the top of the list. And from Egypt, and from Pathros, and from Cush, and from Elam, and from Shinar, all the lands where they were taken captive in 2 Kings 17, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And again, verse 16, And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. God is going to recover his people spiritually like he recovered them physically out of the land of Egypt, and he's going to do it in the gospel day, 
And the Lord Jesus Christ, through his apostles, is going to gather together Gentiles and Jews into one holy church, into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're part of it this morning. The General Assembly we're in, united with, and we're in the holy mountain of Mount Zion. We've come to Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, which is above. This Isaiah 11, I want you to love and to rejoice in. It is easy to understand. You can, you can tell that the first five verses are the Lord Jesus Christ in the great wisdom that he had by an unlimited measure of the Holy Spirit. You know from verse 10, because the Apostle Paul used it, that it's describing the gospel era. You can tell that it's the gathering spiritually of his scattered people because it's the gospel era. Not some future Jewish millennium, but the gospel era. And before I leave, let me read to you verses 6 through 8 in case you've been worried that Holly Wild Zoo out by Greer or the downtown Greenville Zoo is going to soon be altered because the lion's going to lie down with the lamb. Let's go to verse 6. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. All that animosity between peoples is going to be eliminated by the gospel of Jesus Christ. It would be eliminated among all the Gentile nations, and it would be eliminated among the people of Israel themselves, because those of Judah did not like those of Israel. The two tribes did not like the ten. The ten did not like the two. They fought, they fought numerous civil wars. They hated each other. Because the ten left Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, and started their own nation and their own worship of two golden calves. And so they had civil wars until God took the ten tribes away. And let's, let's, see, that in, let's see that in the passage. Verse 13, the envy also of Ephraim, that is the nickname for the ten tribes of Israel. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. Beautiful. Amen. Okay, there's Isaiah 11. It's not what I'm supposed to preach to you today, but I just wanted to share that with you. The oil of gladness should be filling this house. Amen. We Gentiles have been called to an ensign. An ensign was the big military standard put up by an army. And we have a king and we have a captain and a commander of the people and a leader. And he's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he sits on a royal throne in heaven, the throne of David. And he's called us out of this Gentile nation to be his people. Let's celebrate that today. The Lord Jesus Christ is our captain, our king, and our savior. We're going to celebrate his death at the Lord's Supper in a few hours. But right now, let's celebrate the fact that he's called us out and put us together in a church like this where, you know, all the national, cultural, educational, financial, economic, intellectual, educational differences that exist among men, none of that matters when we come into this room. 
the joyful chatter that I heard this morning and the smiling faces and because of no room, the rubbing of shoulders together was wonderful. I hope you're all excited to be here. Amen. If you're not excited to be here, you have a spiritual problem because you hate God. Right. You can't love God and not want to be here and be excited about a passage from God about what he's going to do for us. Amen. And he's done it. Amen. He's done it. Thank you, Almighty God. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. We thank thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you have set up an ensign for the people and brought us Gentiles together and rebuilt the tabernacle of David with us. And you have put his son, the sure mercies of David, on your throne forever. And he's been there for 2,000 years, and he shall reign forever. And the end of his government, there is no end. We thank thee for him, and we bless and praise thee for converting us Gentiles. We thank thee that when our Lord Jesus Christ was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, that you sent the Holy Spirit down from heaven upon him without measure. And we thank thee that when we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are given the gift of the Holy Ghost like he was given. And we're thankful that your presence is with us and that you have taken away the animosity and the enmity, not only between Gentiles and Jews, but between all the nations of the Gentiles that have fought each other and all the cultural distinctions within nations. You've taken it away so that in Christ we are one, there is no barbarian. There is no Scythian. There are no Greeks. We're all one in Christ. There's no male nor female. We're all joint heirs together with Jesus Christ of your great eternal inheritance. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth. And we ask thee to forgive us for not being as excited and thankful, happy and glad as we should be this morning for your great blessings toward us. Stir us up by your spirit. Forgive us by your grace in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray that today you will guide our every thought and our every word, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, and that we will worship thee according to the due order, so that our worship will be in spirit and in truth, acceptable to thee, for you seek such to worship thee. We care for no man we care for no men. We regard no denominational authority. We humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head of our church. He is the bishop of this place. He's the cornerstone of it. And we thank thee for him. Forgive us all our sins. Be with all thy churches and saints and servants throughout the world. Empower them and bless them with everything we're asking for ourselves. We thank thee for our great nation of the United States of America in which we live, and we pray for you to preserve it. We thank thee for our rulers and the generous blessings that we enjoy under their care, and we pray that you will preserve that protection, preservation, and prosperity for the sake of our children and their children. Father, now we ask, 
that in great mercy, through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, through his finished work on the cross of Calvary, through his intercession at thy right hand, that you will pour out the oil of gladness, that you will fill us with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will direct and enhance and beautify our singing, our praying, our preaching, our hearing, our fellowship, the Lord's table, the reading and singing of a psalm, and all that we do this day. We wait upon thee. Without thee, it shall be a fleshly, foolish, flawed, feeble effort. With thee, it shall be a great blessing. And we'll leave this place convinced, committed, converted, comforted. And Lord, this is what we ask for. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his glory forever. Amen. Amen. Don't forget Isaiah 11. I'd love to do it all over again right now. Don't forget Isaiah 11. That 10th verse is quoted in Romans 15. We know exactly when it was fulfilled. It's being fulfilled right now in us sitting here. Let there not be any envy at all. Let there not be any vexing at all among us. Let there be love, unity, and peace reigning. Let our children play on the hole of an asp. That's when they come up and talk to me. <laughs> Let the weaned child put his hand on the cockatrice den. That's when they come up and talk to you. <laughs> Lord bless us today. Amen.